You're listening to the Direction for Life podcast. We pray this episode blesses you. We'd love to connect with you. Visit us at rdci.info or on Facebook at Right Direction Church International. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the RDCI. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. First Chronicles, little bit of, little bit of Bible knowledge. This Chronicles is known as part of the historical books of the Bible. First and Second Chronicles, First and Second Kings, First and Second Samuel. They all give about the foundation of Israel as a nation, the first kings and the succeeding kings. So many times you will see the same accounts, perhaps with a, a little bit more or less detail in those books. So some of them are parallels, contemporaries with each other. First and Second Chronicles is also parallel with First and Second Samuel and also First and Second Kings. So here we pick up in First Chronicles, which you'll also see the same account in, in First Samuel. Uh, but First Chronicles 14, starting verse 1, it says, Now Hiram, king of Tyre, sent messengers to David and cedar trees with masons and carpenters to build him a house. So David knew that the Lord had established him as king over Israel, for his kingdom was highly exalted for the sake of his people Israel. Then David took more wives in Jerusalem, and David begot more sons and daughters. As you're taking your seats, look at your neighbor and tell him, I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be here. You can have your seats. This is part two of a series that I started last week entitled, I'm Supposed to Be Here. No matter what anybody says, no matter what... the devil does or tries to make me feel I'm supposed to be here because sometimes there are those of us who suffer from this psychological phenomenon called imposter syndrome. So if there would be a subtopic of this, it is overcoming imposter syndrome. And imposter syndrome is a psychological phenomenon which causes one to believe that they are inadequate, causes them to feel incompetent, causes you to feel like a failure, despite the fact that you may be highly qualified, highly successful, very knowledgeable, you can feel and have this persistent feeling of inadequacy despite competent success and intelligence. And people who experience imposter syndrome, they uh, they sometimes believe that they're only successful by luck, that it's a mistake, that it's a deception, somebody playing a trick on them, then, and they're going to be exposed as a fraud. As I heard one person describe imposter syndrome, is you feel like you're going to be caught backstage without a backstage pass. Imposter syndrome. And imposter syndrome causes you to feel that to, to fear that you won't meet the expectations. You sabotage your own success. Get your own self fired before they actually fire you. Quit before they fire you. You walk in all this self-doubt. But 
when you overcome imposter syndrome, you are able to make this statement, I'm supposed to be here. Say it with me again. I'm supposed to be here. So the context of the scripture from First Chronicles, which I said is also recorded in some of the other historical books, is that Hiram, who was the king of another nation, who became good friends with David, another king who recognized him, I believe he was the king of Syria, he recognized him and established a relationship with him, and he recognized him such that he started sending David cedar trees. You often see from scriptures about the cedar trees from Lebanon. To this day, to this day, good cedar is known to come from Syria and Lebanon. And so that was his, their main natural resource, cedar trees. And no nations around the world would import their wood to build homes and houses from Lebanon. So Hiram voluntarily started sending David cedar trees with the masons and the carpenters to build him a house. And when Hiram recognized him and started sending him the resources that he needed, then it says, verse 2, so David knew. As a result of this, he knew, and that word knew means came to a place of, of fully believing and conceiving. I believe it is the King James Version that says he perceived. It's not just a knowing here, it's a knowing here. It's getting it settled within yourself that I'm supposed to be here. And he said at that point, he knew that the Lord had established him. I think next week we're going to deal with being established. He knew the Lord had established. Established him here. Something about getting established. When you get established, you know this is mine and you can't take it. When you get established, you, you, you're not worried about anybody uh, pulling the rug for money. I'm established here. Glory to God. You know, I mean, early, early on, there were, a lot of, there were a lot of people who used to hate on me. And now at this point, right direction, we established. Folk, folk, you can't, folks know God put us here. Come on now. Folks know that what happened, what has had happened, this is the Lord's doing. And that and that hating on us ain't gonna stop us from progressing. Come on now. That that's that speaking negatively about us, all it's doing is advertising us. Come on, you some some sometimes you need to let your haters go ahead and hate. Keep talking about you, because folks wouldn't even know anything about you if it wasn't for your haters giving you some free advertisement. Oh, I didn't even know they were doing that until you keep, you know, they over there building that big old church. I didn't even know they're building a big old church. Where is it? It's right there in that same property. It is. I got to go by there and see it. That's what happens when haters hate. God intercepts the haters. And what they thought we're going to be scoring against you is intercepted and you end up scoring. Somebody say intercepted, Lord, intercepted, intercepted. And so now David knows that the Lord has established him as king. And then verse three says, which I didn't really deal with last week, first Chronicles 14 and three. And then each of these verses connected. Then because he knew the Lord established him as king, he got solidified in it. 
He's no longer dealing with imposter syndrome that he had from his father rejecting him and his brothers persecuting him and his father making him feel like the outsider and, 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 and the, and the, uh, former king trying to assassinate him and his family being against him. He's overcome that and then he started acting like it. He started acting like king, which is what verse three is. So David took more wives. Now, the point of this scripture, brothers, is not to tell you that you can go get more wives. Don't lose the revelation with the illustration. The point of this, of verse 3, ladies, is not to tell you you can go get some more menses. <laughs> right? No, the point is to say, in that day, kings had the right and privilege to have multiple wives. Specifically for the purpose of of establishing relationships with other nations, even though God forewarned them of that. He said, because you start marrying all these other folk and getting un- unequally yoked, you used to go to church, but now you don't go to church because the person you're going with don't go to church. Right in this section. You used to be real faithful to God, but now you're no longer faithful to God because the person you you dating or married, they go to church, but they ain't into church like that. That's what happens when you get unequally yoked. One thing, Marcia can tell you, I mean, really, we felt deeply in love. I, I don't know who loved, each, who, who loved each other more. You love me more, I love you more. We, we both loved, we, we were just loving love. We, we felt so deep. I had to get married quick. I had to get married, Lord Jesus, because this flesh loved her too. Yes, Lord. And, and here's the other part. And she loved this flesh, too. Because it take two to make a thing all right. But as, as in love as we were, we would spend all day with each other. And I, listen, I said, are you going to church with me? I got to drop you off. Am I right? Wednesday, she knew I was in church. Uh-uh. We'd be, you know, be with each other on Friday. I, I, I got choir rehearsal at 6 o'clock. You going to come rehearsal with me? Or you going to come to church with me? I'll pick your blade or what? She knew I loved her, but she also knew I loved the Lord. Amen. Because some of y'all, you choose. You love the Lord as long as you ain't loving him. But when you start loving him, you don't love the Lord like that anymore. I watch it over. I've watched it so many times over the years. And you so in love, you ain't even thought about how you're going to raise your kids. You ain't thought about you're going to be struggling throughout raising your kids about whether they go to church or not. Because they come up in a divided home. Y'all don't like me now. I got to tell you the truth. You come up in a divided home. And you can't, you can't keep saying, we're supposed to go to church. Daddy don't go to church. And daddy's like, leave me alone. They'll make their own decisions. In other words, let them raise themselves. And the Bible says, the Bible says, you train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. My former pastor's daughter, who was just a little kid when we were in Oklahoma, I was looking at their streaming last week. Her name is Crystal Carter, and she was teaching 
I said, honey, look at Crystal preaching here, doing a good job. And she said, the Bible says, train them up the way they should go, and they will not, when they get old, they will not depart. He said, you train them one way or the other. And if you're training them not to go to church, you're training them up in the way that they think they should go. My brothers and sisters was trained up with shacking. They was trained up in the way they thought they should go. So they start shacking. And their kids shack. And for me to be some outside uncle somewhere talking about, you know, y'all some be they're going to look at me, who are you? Are y'all following me? Because they're being trained, you're being, you're being trained, not just verbally, but you're being trained by what they see you do. Let me go a little deeper here. Y'all know when I'm getting real serious, I got to get down in your face. A child cannot choose their gender. A child can't choose their gender. Well, let them choose. They can't even choose what socks to wear together. How you going to choose gender? They can't even choose what to eat. You don't let them choose gender? Because I feel like sometimes you feel like a nut and sometimes you don't. You can't make choices depending on what you feel. Now, if you're 18 and older or make your own decisions, the Bible says God will give you over. If you use a certain term you're going to do, God said, I'll give you up. Go ahead and do what you want to do. Use Pastor Marsh's word, the words I preach tonight, go be great. But parents, don't you dare buy into this thing of letting your children decide what sex they're going to be. Hormone blockers and, and, and uh, 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 puberty blockers. The devil is a lie. I got your block. Now, y'all can, y'all can say whatever you want to say. I don't care. This can go viral too. I don't care. I'm a preacher of the gospel. That's what I'm going to preach. I'm not going to preach psychology. I'm not going to preach sociology. I'm going to preach the gospel. Well, suppose a person feels, you can feel whatever. I, I can't deny your feelings are real. You feel what you feel. And I keep telling you, and the reason why I use these far-fetched examples is because I want you to understand that just feelings aren't supposed to drive your life. Your desires are not supposed to drive your life. Your lust is not supposed to drive your life. We bring our lives up to the level of God's word. We don't bring God's word down to the level of our lives. And you got all these punk preachers. Punk preachers. Punk preachers who have let society punk them that they're scared to say what the word says. I'm just telling you what the word says. I'm going to love everybody. I'm going to treat everybody right. I'm going to treat everybody right. And I'm still going to tell you right. And right is not my idea. Right is what the word says. I know of a, I heard of, 
And some of you who've been around the body of Christ for a while, if I mentioned Dave, you would know who I'm talking about. You would be shocked. He was one of the first black people to do worship music. You know, because the praise of worship originally came from integrity and the, the white charismatic church. He was one of the first ones who, who got big. Well, well, he, um, his, his wife had to divorce him because he went to Africa. And he come back to him, but now he need two and three and four wives. And she said, you can get as many as you want, but I ain't going to be one of the many. And so just because culture starts doing something, that doesn't change the word. Catch this, catch this. The church is supposed to be counter-culture. The church is supposed to be light in the midst of culture. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Gross darkness is going to cover the earth, but his light is supposed to shine through you. And I keep saying his light can't shine if we become punks with the gospel. And we blend in. Because believe it or not, people, there are still people who are in bondage to their flesh who want to be delivered. Everybody ain't giving in. Some people are fighting a good fight of faith. And they need somebody who believes they can be delivered to help them get out. But if you're trying to get delivered, I'm telling you, you don't need to be delivered. I'm saying, no, I'm t- no be comfortable with these demons. No, I don't, I don't want, I want to be delivered. No, no, they can stay right there. No, they need somebody to believe I can be set free. They need somebody to believe I can be the man God wants me to be. I can be the woman God wants me to be. So you don't succumb to your flesh and your desires. And you surely don't try to block in the natural what God has put in you to make you be and cause you to become everything you're supposed to be. Are y'all hearing me? Do y'all know where I stand? Oh, just in case you're wondering. I wonder what he think about this. You just heard it. Play this tape back. And I still love everybody. And I will hug a homosexual. And I will hug a trans person. And I will hug uh, uh, somebody in drag. I will still hug you and love on you and still tell you that the word is the word. You don't have to be hateful to be truthful. So now let me get back to the message. So David perceives the Lord has made him king. So he starts operating in his kingship. He starts operating in his loyalty, in his royalty. Once you recognize you're supposed to be here, you can start acting like it. You can pick your head up. You can stop apologizing for your life. You can stop apologizing for having quality clothing. You can stop apologizing for living in a nice house. I don't care what nobody say. You don't have to apologize for moving out the hood. I'm as black as you. But I don't have to be in the hood to be black. It ain't nobody 
around even close to me who look like me. But next week, I'm going to have my Juneteenth flag up. They're going to ride back. What's that? Come on by. I'll tell you about it. And I'm saying that because there are people who try to put you in condemnation, listen, for becoming socially mobile. Every other ethnic group in the United States became socially mobile. They all came to the ghettos of New York City. And they moved out of the ghettos of New York City. And the reason why many of us, or most of us, did not move out is because we couldn't move out. And they were, you heard of redlining? They literally would put red lines in certain communities. I grew up, I saw, saw this on the news, a town real close to me, Glen Ridge, New Jersey. Tony DeCopo, who's a morning anchor on CBS, grew up in the town. And he did the story. So in redlining, he went to his father, told his father about it. His father didn't know it. He went to the mayor, and the mayor shrugged his shoulders like, well, that's just how it was. And in red lines, they would put a red line around it and said black people and people, other, and certain ethnic groups could not come in this community. It was sanctioned by the U.S. government. And it was sanctioned in the banking systems. You could get loans, but you couldn't get loan to move here. For those who don't know, that's called systematic oppression. Ain't no systematic oppression. Yes, it is. That's, that means there's a whole system that's designed to keep you down. There's a whole system. It's not just one thing. It's one thing connected to another thing connected to another. That's designed to keep people down and keep people back. And thank God things have gotten better. And things will, and, but things will still continue to get better and need to get better. Amen. And until they get better, you still got to stand in faith. No man going to be able to stand before me all the days of my life. Just like God was with Moses, he'll be with me. I want you to understand that because if you, if you, if you bind to this thing that in some type of way for you to progress means that you're denying your history. No, I shout every day, don't y'all get mad at me in my 8,000 square foot house. I shout every day that God, you brought me out the projects. Oh my God. Hallelujah. You brought me out the project. How did, and I don't feel guilty about it. I can't help. Thank you, Jesus. I sit back, I sit on my back po- on my back patio, eating lunch, looking at the lake, looking at my boat, and looking at a waterfall, and say, Thank you, Jesus. God, you've been good to me. Look where you brought me from. If it had if it had not been for the Lord on my side and you ain't going to make me feel guilty and I'm blackity black black look at somebody and say I know that's right you're supposed to be here regardless of the color of your skin regardless of your history 
God said, who don't want you there? You're supposed to be here. <laughs> me, me and Pastor Boss, we, we just laugh. We just laugh. Cause people, y'all people come out dull. They just ain't expecting us. They just, and it's funny to us now. When we raise the door, uh, Pastor Boss, he said, oh, what you scared of? Oh. And then most of the many times our people, they want to know our story and we tell them. They want to know our story. Young men ask, how do you get a house like this? First of all, I tell them I didn't start here. Because that's the biggest thing you young people got to understand. Y'all look at everybody successful and you trying to get there today. We didn't get there today. We got there last year. Uh, no, I'm very serious about that. See, because Instagram is messing y'all up. It's Instagram is showing you promises without process. We believe God for the promises, but there's a process. And I'm not just talking about the trying of your faith. I'm talking about managing your money. I want a house like that. Not, not with a 500 credit score. Now, you wasn't expecting that, were you? Can we start there? Can we start by you paying your bills? Can you stop claiming a house until you pay your rent on time? Stop claiming a house until you pay your rent on time. That's part of the process to getting a house. Stop talking about a luxury car and you won't, and, and you won't uh, 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 wash the Ford. They got to be washed too, man. When I get a Mercedes, I'm going to keep it clean. No, you ain't. No, you're going to be just as dirty as this one. He that is faithful in least is faithful in much. Amen. So I want you to understand when God raises you up, you got to get like David. I'm supposed to be here. Say it again. I'm supposed to be here. So we told you last week, the first thing you got to recognize is that promotion comes from the Lord. So when God promotes you, accept it. God puts down one and he raises up another. God chose David over all of his brothers. Promotion comes from the Lord. Psalm 75, 6 and 7. Promotion comes neither from the east, from the west, nor the south. God's the judge. He put it down one and he raises up another. So that's the first point that we gave. Second thing I'm going to give you today is that you need to get settled and know I'm supposed to be here because you are God's choice. Now, I just said that I need you to say, say, I am God's choice. See, it's one thing for me to say something. When I speak to you, you hear it with your outer ear. But when you say it yourself, you, it resonates for you from your inner ear. In other words, something happened down on the inside of you. Say it till you make sure you hear it within yourself. Say, I am God's choice. The Lord told me to tell many of you today to rejoice that you are God's choice. Say it with me. Say, I rejoice. Because I'm God's choice. God's choice. I'm God's choice. I'm God's choice. Hallelujah. I'm God's choice. My wife and I, when, when, when we got together, okay, we had people on both sides of our families who did not agree with our relationship. Okay? Uh, her, her mother said, as soon as she heard I was a minister, she said, all he going to want to do is get married and have a bunch of kids. She was a prophet. She was prophesying. She said, see, all he's going to want to do, he's going to get married, want to get married, and have a whole bunch of kids. 
I mean, y'all, y'all know that's a good thing today. You don't hear young men who want to get married and have a bunch of kids. You got men who, want, who, who don't mind being a baby daddy. And you look at people like, yeah, I don't usually use names, but he's but he proud of himself for some reason. Who the one got all those babies? Thank you. All y'all knew exactly who it was. Nick Cannon. And who are these foolish women? Let me explain something, ladies. Because a, a lot of women today think just to have a baby with somebody who's famous or got money gives you a certain type of lifestyle. Let me tell you something. Having children ain't about you. Having children is about the child. This ain't about you. You don't use a child. You don't use a child to raise your lifestyle. That's child abuse. That's child abuse. You don't use a child to try to give you more income. That's child abuse. You have a child because there's something that you can put in a child. You have a child because there's something better that can become of the world because you are their parent. That's why you have a child. If you love our podcast and the impartation you gain from it, we encourage you to become an iChurch member. As an iChurch member, you'll get access to exclusive digital content as well as an online community and various small group sessions. To find out more, visit rdci.info forward slash iChurch. Connect with us for digital impartation weekly. Join Bishop Herbert and Dr. Marsha Bailey on Clubhouse for marriage, faith, and family inside Kingdom Business Network on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash rdcitv. We stream live services on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as well as Wednesday at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ladies, join us for Manifest on Fridays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time.